Oh my gosh. What the heck is this? Now, am I back in 2018? You're asking yourself, am I in 2018? Because last I checked, the texture program wasn't around, and I hereby renounce every episode prior to this as absolute trash, as uh, the wrong false Josh who didn't know who he was, who didn't know what he believed, and it's all trash and garbage, and you can throw it as such. Now, with a kinder view towards the past, it's not all trash. It's all part of growing into everything was leading up to today and to now. And, you know, how are, how are you guys doing? For one thing, it's amazing that I've never been DMCA striked for that song, for use of that song uh, for my intro, which I asked permission for from the great band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and they never responded, so I've just kept using it, and I've never gotten a strike. And also, I don't remember if DMCA is the right uh, acronym or if it's other letters, but D is in there, C is in there, A is in there, and whatever, and, and I didn't check. How are you guys doing? Are you really loving the this year of lockdown? You know, or, I, I know you're out there saying, give me more, give me more lockdown. I'm actually doing great. My mental health is at its top, is in top form. Um, I love being at home. I love being in sweatpants. I love not bathing as often. I love not ever being able to give anyone a hug or a high five or a handshake. I love not being able to, um, uh, you know, rub genitals against any, with any strangers. I love not being able to go out into the bars and just slamming back cocktails or craft beers with my pals, you know? I love not being able to go to the salon and have my little nails done and to have my beard uh, trimmed by a, by a man with a nice mustache and a lot of tattoos. Yeah, me too. Bring it on. Bring me more. Just kidding. This, this is horrendous, right? You know, we're still in this. And I know it's different from state to state and from country to country. I know that places like Florida and Texas don't give a shit and they're just like wide back open. And in a certain sense, good for them, you know, and, and each person can kind of monitor their own safety and choose to go out or not, or, uh, but it's a mess, you know, this is, this year's been fucked for, for so many reasons, and, and I imagine that if you're like me, um, you've been in rough shape, you know, I've been an absolute disaster, and this is not to be, um, negative or cynical, but just, and, and it's not a pity party or even to focus in on myself, but just to acknowledge the fact that, like, yeah, I've been doing fucking horrendous, and also sometimes doing kind of okay. And it's gone in waves over the last year. You know, I've been in the depths of absolute panic and despair and not caring well for myself and, uh, you know, just jerking off a lot to porn and eating fast food and drinking way too much and, and blasting my mind out with marijuana and just using every impulsive pleasure to remove myself from the horrors of reality. And on the flip side, I've been okay, going to bed at the same time every night, getting up early, meditating or doing a ritual in the morning, um, reading, you know, doing some yoga, um, eating better, eating well, you know, I've gone back and forth, up and down, um, remembering to check in with friends, remembering to reach out to them and, and instead of just sitting there cynical and, and sad and wondering why no one ever texts me and no one ever checks in and like asks how I'm doing and realizing, well, it's probably because all those people 
you know, the people who care about you are also not doing well and maybe wondering the same thing or just lost in anxiety and the monotony of every day during this fucking lockdown. So yeah, it's rough out there. And if you're doing poorly, I understand. And I've been there too. And this is not coming from a place right now of like doing super great. It's kind of in between. I I feel fairly hopeful. I feel fairly positive and have been taking decently good care of myself. But this shit is tough. None of us were ready for this. And that's been said over and over in many different ways. But nobody is ready for this. We were not prepared and we weren't doing all that well beforehand as a country or individually, I imagine. Um, And the people out there who were telling me they had a great year where they felt fullest of themselves, their most full self and their marriage or relationship is going great, and they felt creative and productive, I'm going, good for you, man, but fuck off. I mean, you know, like, I have to separate myself from that and just let it go a little bit and be like, that's so great for you, but God damn it, dude. Um, You know, how can you say that you were having a great year in 2020? And if you're listening to this and you did, good for you. And all, all the best, kindness and love, peace, spread it. I, I'm glad for you, and I'm, I, I'm glad, but um, a lot of us weren't there, myself included. So I spent the year 2020 unexpectedly diving into the world of the occult. Um, this is something that I, and I'm, I'm not going to dwell here, and this is not really the point of what I'm talking about, but This is something that bloomed forward in a way that I never would have expected, that I was not looking for, that I was not seeking out, but that arose in my life and sort of insisted that I take a look into it. And so I did a bunch of reading and a bunch of research and just dove in super deep, got interested in all these things. And it was just a whole new world of things to explore. And... You know, it's fascinating stuff, and there are, there's a dog slamming its body against the office door here, um, and that's what happens when you have a puppy Maltese at home. Diving into this world of the occult, you know, which is, which occult is like a misnomer anyway. Um, it just means hidden knowledge, secret knowledge, knowledge that is not necessarily uh, exoteric, it's not widely known by the masses and has been sort of passed down from master to student in a certain sense over the ages. Although, you know, there's been plenty of grimoires and books written over time, some of which have been burned or lost, some of which are are uh, uh, locked away in the Vatican library, or, or at least potentially they are, hidden away from society because they're too dangerous for the public to use or know about. And the Catholic Church said, yoink! We'll take that. We'll take that for our own. Uh, well, just to keep it from the people, basically, because we would like to maintain power and wealth, and we would like to keep all femininity out of religion. So that's what they're up to over there in Vatican City. And those and those are all great guys. And best of luck to those guys. And uh, and you know, and their little special hats and everything. But this stuff is all fascinating. And I thought at the time a year ago when this was blooming to life with me, and I'm speaking sort of, you know, like tongue-in-cheek, or I I might sound like I'm joking or being ironic or something, but this stuff 
for someone who had grown up in Christianity and believed it with all my heart for about 26 years and, uh, you know, was in some ways programmed pretty negatively by all of that stuff, by Western evangelical religiosity and, and uh, mindsets and, and worldviews and theology, and having left that behind, set that aside around my mid-20s, and not looking for a new religion, but certainly seeking, just wanting to know the truth of reality, and that was always the case, always the case, since, uh, since I was a very young man, just believing that there was something more to this existence than what appears to us on the surface. And so in many ways, I have always been a seeker. I have been, I know that's like a kitschy ass new age term. You know, I'm a seeker. I'm just kind of a seeker. And I'm going to Burning Man and I'm going to Eckhart Tolle uh, conferences, even though he's not doing those anymore. And I'm just wearing all the robes and I've got my little my little chakra necklace and I've got all the beads and yeah, I went to a Kundalini training and just to, just to kind of raise my vibration, you know, and I've been listening to what the archons have been saying. I've been getting a lot of downloads from the archons and they're just saying like, we really need to accept everyone and be cool to each other. Okay. So anyway, I truly have always been a seeker. I have wanted to know what the hell is going on here. And I unfortunately for a long time had this view that the God of the Bible and the, the person Jesus Christ was the ultimate truth to all that. But even while I was still in the throes of believing all that, there was a lot of questioning constantly and just going, a lot of this doesn't add up and there seems to be a lot of shoehorning of reasons uh, from the religious leaders and pastors and authors and theologians as to why and how this stuff is historically literally true and all that. And so there was questioning even while I was still in the Christian world. So got out of the Christian world, wasn't looking for a religion, wasn't looking for a new God, for a new faith, for anything, still believed in something larger than material reality didn't know if that was an omnipotent being, a divinity, a, a deity, but I just still felt that there was something trippy going on beyond everyday life. And so this occult stuff came, sort of snuck up on me in an unexpected way, like I said, starting with the work of, of Alejandro Jodorowsky, um, who I admired as a filmmaker and, and read his book, Le Danza de la Realidad, The Dance of Reality, uh, which is an autobiography of his fantastically strange book because he has had a wild and curious life. But he was talking essentially about magical ritual, and he himself is sort of a master of taro and other things. And his movie, The Holy Mountain, is, is a visual representation of the story of magic. It's, it's fantastic. It's bizarre, it's grotesque, it is profane, and um, it will be bizarre and confusing, and, and um, it will not make sense to a lot of folks. But the work of Alejandro Jodorowsky, he was talking about lucid dreaming, and about meditating, and about having these visions, and 
without realizing it, that was sort of the first little bloom that was awakening towards this uh, this whole occult, esoteric, hermetic world. And so then a few other things happened. This little window opened up wider, and I read a bunch of books and started practicing ritual magic, ceremonial magic, and you know, uh, banishing and invoking and doing all these things, which which essentially in in some ways was meditation, was a form of meditation or could be considered that. And so that was all fascinating. And that stuff is real. And it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It doesn't matter. It's if it if it appeals to you, look into it. If it doesn't, fine, you can think it's all bullshit made up horse, whatever, you know, it's fine. Um, this stuff was so fascinating to me, but I reached a point where I was like, well, what am I looking for in here? Because this is still not a religion and I don't want to be a part of a religion. It's not a cult. I don't want to go join some order, some, some occult order, like hermetic order of the golden dawn. I don't want to join the OTO. I don't want to be a Wiccan and do my special little spells in the kitchen, you know, with my herbs and my and baking a, a spell into a little pie uh, and offering it to the horned god and burying it in the ground or something. I don't really want to do any of that, and I don't want to be a woo-woo, uh, you know, like just dark arts guy who's like, <laughs> I'm manifesting wealth and money and a woman with big tits or something. Because that a lot of it, especially on uh, social media and on Reddit and on Pinterest and, and TikTok is like, Jesus, it's a bunch of just silly nonsense about black magic and Satanism and, and people who know who think they know Taro and think that they're doing spells. And, and it's just I, all that shit. Like there's there's a lot of junk up on the surface of the occult world. Um, and that's what makes it look really bad. And it's also been demonized and, uh, and uh, you know, just slandered by the church for thousands of years. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. I don't want to be, I don't necessarily want to be some master magician, um, even though this is really interesting and those people do exist and they're doing fascinating work. Because all I really want to do, I came to realize, is I would like to awaken to the truth of reality. Still basically the same desire and premise as when I was younger, as when I was still a kid, as when I was still a Christian. Just questioning, seeking, wondering what is going on here. That still remains true. And so I sort of did like a 30,000 foot, you know, fly over the occult world and still read some of those things because they're interesting to me, but came, landed back on simply meditating, just sitting still in an asana or asana, just sitting in a posture and breathing and sometimes doing a mantra, vibrating a mantra. Um, and realizing after reading some more people and listening to some very smart swamis from India, that, that is basically all you need, and that is something that everyone is already in possession of, is a body and your breath. And um, so this is not something, I'm not enlightened, I'm not a guru, I haven't awakened to the truth of reality, not yet. 
I, I can sort of um, understand cognitively and, uh, you know, intellectually what might be going on here, but it's not something that you can think your way into. And so I was going to speak to, you know, meditation has gotten really popular, which is good and it's bad. It's good because the more people that are meditating, that is for the better of this entire world. That's better for those people's circle who they interact with. Um, that will elevate their mind, their kindness, their presence to life, and their ability to operate well within this world for the betterment of others and themselves. That's good. The unfortunate part is that meditating has become a business. It's been capitalismized. It's been capitalized. Um, you know, guys like Sam Harris are just, maybe he does sincerely meditate, you know, good for him, whatever, but he so quickly turned that shit into a fucking business with a paid app, with subscription, with, oh, you know, get this tier and you'll get this shit every month. Like Headspace has a, has a paid thing now. And that stuff, if it gets you meditating, great, use it. Great, great. That's a good starting point. And I've used those things too. I've used Headspace. That's where I started. Start with one minute, start with three minutes, start with 10 minutes, but just saying you don't need any of that shit. You don't need to pay for anything. What you need to meditate, you already have in your body. Um, now, if it, yeah, if it gets you started 10 minutes a day and see the narrative can start to be, um, oh, it'll help you sleep better. It'll help you feel more calm. It'll help you be happier. It'll help you be Da, 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 da. All that stuff is good. And in this um, modern day, time, and age, we do need those things. We need to sleep better. We do need to be kinder and calmer and more present and have empathy for those around us because we're so riled up, especially during the pandemic and the riots um, or the, you know, the, the protests that turned into riots, kind of, sometimes. We're angry at the police, you know, and we're angry at Trump. We're angry. We, you know, we think COVID's fake or we think the vaccine's fake or whatever it is. We want to be let out. We want the businesses back open. We want schools back open. All this stuff to get riled up about. And then there's the whole world of pornography to, to look at. There's all these visual indulgences. There's crazy porn, you know? So we have that pleasure. We have all the food we could want. We have that source of pleasure or, or intake. We have uh, non-stop distraction 24 hours a day from our phones, of course. Social media and apps and pictures and GIFs and NFTs and Twitter and news and every movie you could ever want available immediately. All this bombardment of shit on us every minute of every day. And we have everything in America uh, and we're still fucking miserable. Most of us. We have everything, but we're miserable. Think about that. Other countries have so much less. And we've got everything at our fingertips and we're still fucking miserable. We're depressed. We're sick. We're sad. We're suicidal. Uh, we're angry. And joining a movement like, uh, you know, protest the police you know, defund the police. That that feels like becoming part of a movement. Even things like Black Lives Matter, um, which I support, but it's like, that's still a big thing to be a part of. 
LGBTQ. Yeah, I'm a part of this. I'm a part of this, so I mean something. I belong. Oh, I love the Seattle Seahawks. I love the fucking Denver Broncos. That's my team. You know, all these things. We, we want to be a part of something so we feel like we matter. Oh, I love this company. I love Apple products. Oh, I love this corporation that I work for. Oh, I'm a Bitcoin guy. You know, oh, I really believe in Bitcoin. That's my whole thing. Whatever it is, whatever it is. I'm not putting a judgment on any of those. I'm just saying they are things that we attach to and we go, maybe this will be the thing. Maybe if I get really passionate about this, then I will mean something. Then I will feel better. Then I will be okay. And all that shit, throw it out. It's, it's meaningless. It's all exactly the same. It's, it's a plateau. It's a flat line. It's nothing. Because what you're longing for and what you need is already within you. And it's already within your body. And this is something that I'm coming to understand slowly myself. Um, and is something that I still... Am, am pro, I'm prone to all that stuff too, all the time. To distraction, to, to impulsive pleasure, uh, to being in despair, depressed, to forget this. That all I really want to do is awaken to the truth of reality, which is that everything is the same. There is a non-dual nature to this universe. So, what I've been doing lately is um, trying to just sit every morning as early as I can, as early in the day, before other people are awake. I mean, in my home, but I, I mean, even in the city, in in my immediate surrounding, getting up at like six or seven or eight or nine sometimes. And simply sitting still, cross-legged or in a chair with feet on the floor and just breathe for as long as I can. There's a few different methods for doing this. And I'm, I'm, I'm less, um, I'm not, I'm not going to try to be some meditation expert because I'm not and, and describe some exact method. I'm just going to tell you what I'm interested in and what I'm learning about and what it has been doing. But so the chakra system, the Hindu chakra system. Uh oh, here comes a new agey shit. Hey, Josh, where'd you get that? The metaphysical bookstore? Hey, where's your robe? Where's your uh, turban? Hey, Josh, where's your, uh, you know, where's your crystal necklace? And it's like, it's right here. So stop asking. The Hindu chakra system. Is this a literal phenomena? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it, uh, is it, is it the same as flat earth? Is it the same as astrology? I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter if you do or don't believe in any of those things. Actually, don't be a flat earther, please, please. The, the, the earth is a globe, uh, and get some mental health professional uh, to to talk to you if you believe that the earth is flat. And if you think Trump is a good guy. Um, the Hindu chakra system. These are energetic points within the body that maybe all they do, maybe all they are, is representative of something. And... Uh, People over in India have been sitting still and breathing for a long time, long time, uh, back in the days when they had almost nothing else to do, when there was no phones, no internet, no TV, no radio, no nothing, baby, not even a printing press. So may as well go up on a mountain, 
and sit down and just breathe for a while and see what happens. Breathe for a long time. So what I've been doing lately, each of the, uh, and I'm going to show it on the video, I might as well. Podcast listeners, you won't see this, obviously, because you don't have smell-o-vision. Just joking. So, here we got the chakras. This is something I drew just as sort of a, a meditative, uh, This is because I'm learning about them. Because I'm still memorizing the names myself. I don't even know them. I don't even know all of them. Ajna. You know, I can't even pronounce them all. Not the point. Doesn't matter. Moladhara. For example, here's an idea. Take one of these and perhaps look up just on Pinterest or something what they represent. What, uh, what these energetic points have to do in your body. You know, there's one way at your base. There's one near the uh, genitals or, or sexual organs. There's one right in your stomach. There's one right in your chest. There's one in your throat. There is one at the third eye point. There's one on your crown. And there's even one on the back of your head called Bindu. Bindu. Uh, hey, man, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been doing my meditations. Hey, now that's nice. Now that's a cute one, and you can use that if you'd like to. Hey man, what have you been doing? Oh, I've just been doing my uh, cross stitch, uh, and 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 I didn't uh, you know didn't plan that joke out. So each of these has a mantra that you vibrate within your body. The most well-known one is Om. Now isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Just to even, just to even try that wherever you are, in your car, at your little computer. Just do that for a sec. As deeply as you can, make it, make it such that when you're breathing out, your body vibrates. Now this is not the point, but you will find that your body may even be comforted a little bit by that sort of vibration. It's nice. It feels like a little mini massage that you can give yourself, like those chairs at the mall that just vibrate you, you know. Take one of these mantras, uh, and maybe I'll provide a link in the show notes. There's a, there's a mantra for each one, just a sound, a sound that corresponds to the root one is lam, and there's vam, ram, yam, ham, om, ang. And when you sit and breathe in, as long as slow as you can, and you focus on that energetic point within the body, for, for example, the root one is Lam, so, and then you breathe out and say that in the vibrational form, uh, as long and slow as you can. Breathe in nice and slow and try to focus on nothing but the breath and the sound and on that energetic point. Now, it's extremely hard to let your thoughts go. Extremely hard. One of the hardest things it is to do because there's so much stress, so much distraction. There's tons of shit going through our head, heads constantly, right? So calming the mind, extremely hard to do. So don't be patient. Be patient with yourself. Don't get upset. Don't get frustrated. There are going to be times where you're sitting and breathing and 
you're going to be distracted as hell. It's going to feel like it was completely meaningless. You're going to feel like the worst meditator of all time. And you might get frustrated and want to quit. Don't give up. If it, if it feels meaningful to you, if it feels like even one second of it was worthwhile uh, at the end, then stay with it. You will get better. Your mind will learn to calm. Your body will learn to still. Um, and so the, the reason that I, I went to the, to the length of, of describing all that at the beginning of, of just my own journey of, of seeking and, and Christianity and occult and religion and all these things is that I have come to believe at this point in life that actual awakening and that actual enlightenment, to use the trendy word, but I mean true, true transcending of this reality comes through meditating and that that is the point. That is the point of meditating. That is the point of every life, um, although not everyone is there. In fact, most people are not at that point in their journey, in their dharma, in, their, in this incarnation. They're not worried about it. They're not thinking about it. They're thinking about NFL and McDonald's and Walmart and jerking off. Because who doesn't? But that ultimately sitting with the body and doing something seemingly so simple over and over and returning to it and sure there are going to be side benefits like sleeping better like you might be more calm you might be more present you might have uh, suppressed memories that come up you may heal from trauma who knows whatever it is your nervous system calms down there's all there's tons of science and research go you know you can find that yourself that's not the point of this i believe yeah that that this is all we need to awaken um but it takes a long long time it might take your entire life and even still you may not achieve uh that result and also it's super hard it's worth saying in america in particular i can't speak to other countries but we can be so and there's a nice toilet flush in the background not sure if you can hear that but yeah flush this id in the toilet how about that we can be so consumed with everything having to have a point with productivity with bettering ourselves with getting better every day getting stronger uh you know getting more famous getting more followers getting more likes building our brand making more profit each year you know fuck that so um and and the, and the same can we can accidentally apply that or very naturally and understandably apply that to meditation and think oh well if i do this i better get an outcome i better get a result you know if i hey if i'm spending 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes 45 an hour i better be getting paid at the end pal you know there better be a point to this oh yeah you want me to meditate what's the point what's the point what's in it for me huh it's easy to do that and if that's what you're thinking and if that's the point in life that you're at then okay that's fine don't meditate it's it's not for you that's okay um, and that's not for, it, it's not for anyone who, who feels that way. It's fine. But if you would like to deepen your understanding of yourself, to become your fullest and truest and best self, um, and if you are interested in knowing the truth about reality, then I think this is all you need. 
just sit and do this and keep returning to it. Um, now with the, with the meditative, the, the chakra points and the energy points within the body, each of these is going to loosen and unlock and um, perhaps heal or balance at least different aspects of you. The root is very much about foundation, feeling grounded in this world. And there's literature out there about how each of these points can, how, how they develop over time in a human lifespan, how they relate to um, periods of life, like age zero to four, age five to 11, whatever it may be. There's, there's specific points where these are developed as a person grows and as every person experiences stress or trauma or joy or pleasure or satisfaction, various things and, and uh, due to our surroundings, our upbringing, the kind of environment we grew up with, they're all going to be influenced in ways that are going to continue affect continue to affect you for the rest of your life. Um, so yeah, root chakra grounding. How how safe do you feel in this world? Um, the sacral chakra, that is your your sexuality and like deep unconscious. You know, is your is your sexuality balanced? And is it healthy? Is there sexual trauma in your past? You know, for so many people there is. And I'm not trying to say this will definitely heal your trauma and you don't need therapy or any other kind of help or influence. Like, don't hear that. It might, it actually might, or it at least might open those things up in a helpful way or give you more context or give you more peace for who you are now and for why you are the way you are and for why you have the tendencies that you do. It may very well do that. Um, the, the solar plexus chakra, the third one that sits in the stomach, that's all about like your will, your, your power and energy that moves through this world, like your willingness and your, your fervor, your drive to do things. And if that one, you know, if, if they're out of balance, there's going to be consequences for all these things that are going to have an effect on you and so you may find reading into these looking into these further that some will will pique your interest some will seem very um particular to you as going like ah i've kind of got those issues it's likely that those chakra points are out of balance and and again it's like they don't have to literally exist within your body these different little colored balls but what they represent, could those, do those ring true? And when you start to do these things, do you sense an opening up and an, and an energetic flow to use a really new agey term, but there's, there's some truth to that, you know, just try it and see what happens. And, um, I guess I just suggest all this because I think it's very beautiful it's very helpful. It's very fascinating. And when you start to stay with these practices, weird shit will happen. Weird shit happens in your life. Um, weird shit happens within your body. Weird shit might happen behind your eyes while they're closed. And don't get distracted by any of that. If good things happen, say thank you, awesome, and keep going. If you see a trippy vision or some weird shit behind your eyes, or you start to even hear sounds around you that are not um, caused by any material phenomena within the room, don't get distracted. Keep going. Go deeper. Um, 
Be aware but unattached. Stay with the breath. Keep breathing. Keep going forward. Steep. Keep showing up. So just... And you know, it's worth noting, I, I came out... I had an episode about meditation like four years ago uh, on this show. And, you know, you can pretty much throw that in the garbage um, because I didn't know what I was talking about. And I mean, it was from a sincere heart and from a pure place of wanting to help, but it's not, um, it's not very helpful. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And that was still in the time when I was using Headspace app for 10 minutes a day, which is still worthwhile. That still ultimately led me to now. And, um, even in this current state, uh, which is not enlightened, not a guru, not a meditation master, none of that, but it's just like, this something about this compels me deeply and i think that people greatly need it and that not enough people are meditating and that the more people that are meditating for longer periods of time and the more people overall globally um, that are awakened there will be more peace there will be more kindness there will be more empathy there will be more understanding for those that you currently view as other, as your enemy, as those who don't hold the same views or same beliefs, people that you might find abhorrent or disgusting that, that make you angry, the stories you see online and, and you think, you know, that person is so opposite from me and I hate them for what they believe and for the destruction that they are causing the world. There will be more understanding even for that. It's not um, dismissing bad actions. It's not being passive about cruelty in the world that you are able to put a stop to, but it's just going, I understand. I understand where that person is at. And even though I don't agree and what they're doing is abhorrent or cruel or outright, you know, destructive, I understand. And if I can't change or fix that direct thing, then I am going to let it go and not be attached to it because to dwell on it and build up negativity and anger and fury in my mind over something that I can do nothing about, that is not going to help. That is only going to be a detriment to your own mind, to your own awakening, to your own peace and your ability to be present and kind in your life, in your circles with the people that you can influence. So if you feel compelled to meditate, please do. And I don't mean to be, you know, please here with all kindness, do, do whatever method will get you to do it. If it's an ASMR person on YouTube, if it's a TikTok, uh, if it's if, whatever, if it's a, if it's a podcast or a, or an app, if it gets you to start, please do it. Um, but just don't get hung up on the material physical benefits and realize that there could be perhaps a much larger, more universal reason to do so um, that transcends, literally transcends every other priority. So I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you want to support me on Patreon, um, I do all kinds of weird shit there. It's extreme. If, if you want to support the most inconsistent artist of all time, Okay, I won't say of all time. I'm a pretty inconsistent person. On my Patreon, it's five bucks a month or more. You can come over there and um, you can have a tarot reading if you want. 
Uh, no one's asked me yet. I keep offering it, and, and people. I think probably everyone on there doesn't believe in that, and that's fine. You can, uh, I share pieces of art on there. I share drawings and paintings and sometimes video and sometimes podcasts. Um, and it's just all over the place, but it's basically some very kind people who like me and appreciate what I do. And if you would like to come over there and get access to some other things and just hang out and say hello and comment or, or um, join, ask for a tarot reading or whatever you want, please do. It's patreon.com slash the Josh Gaines. And there is a link below and I'd be very grateful and glad to have you. Um, yeah, hang in there, please. I know that's such a, that, that term gets thrown around so much and it's like meaningless and, and, or it, it becomes vacuous because it's, it's repeated so often, but like, I know this time sucks. Um, people are starting to have some hope. I think that the vaccine is rolling out and I know that's a complicated issue um, which I won't speak to here, but just please maintain hope and trust and do whatever you can to care well for yourself and, um, be easy, go easy on yourself. Don't be harsh. Don't be hard. Don't be cynical. Um, you know, whatever apps you have on your phone that are not helpful, maybe just delete them every once in a while. Um, whatever places you go to look at news, if you feel worse and sick to your stomach and in despair after reading it, maybe don't, you know, maybe take a little diet from those. There is no obligation to be aware of what's going on in the world. There's this weird pressure lately to, to, to have an obligation to know as if like you're not woke or you're not aware or you're, you're, you're ignorant or out of the loop if you're not paying attention to news. No, no, there isn't. That's a bunch of that's a bunch of militant fucking woke assholes who want you to believe that. Doesn't matter. If it's not helpful to you, if it doesn't help you live a better life, let it go. You don't need it. You don't need it. Um, terrible shit has always been happening in the world at every point in history. There's some dark, bad people out there who are hurting. Um, and through that hurt, they are hurting others. And you don't need to know about it. You only need to know what's in front of your face what's in your actual life, who are the people that you love and know and care about, and who who can you touch with your actual influence. That's all you need. So please uh, maintain hope, trust. I know this sucks, and I, I miss people, and I go through horrendous periods of, of doubt and despair. Um, but I trust that this will pass, and things may always be dark in our country, in our world. Um, but that does not mean you have to live in the dregs of fear, uh, which is only going to be a detriment to your body and mind. So be well, take care. Thank you. Um, enjoy yourself. Do something today that would be so enjoyable. You have permission. Do something that would just be a great gift, a nice little treat for yourself. Relax, let go. There's no shoulds. There's no supposed to, okay? Enjoy yourself. Thank you. Goodbye.